On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. The Republic of Ireland women's team play their final game of the tournament tomorrow against Nigeria. Uh, Kathleen McNamee of Off the Ball is in Brisbane where that game is taking place. Kathleen, uh, thanks for joining us. You were attending a fan zone event today with Vera Pau and the captain Katie McCabe. How did that go? What was the mood? It was a really, really amazing turnout. I mean, there was so many Irish fans there. And as I say, Vera and Katie got up on the stage and they thanked everyone for their support and kind of, Katie kind of echoed similar stuff as to what she had said after the game against Canada, where obviously the, she was quite devastated at the result, but she really wanted to like point out how much the support from the fans has meant and how much that they can hear you know, them singing the national anthem or chanting during the game and how much it has really spread them on. So it was nice. There was a party atmosphere to the whole thing, I think, which was good because I wasn't really sure how people were going to feel going into the final game, mm. but I think there's still that feeling that you know, there's a bit of history to be made if we do get that win and the team are really going out there um, to make sure that, that that's what they do. So, yeah, it was nice chatting to all the fans as well. You kind of, because we've been here for so long yeah. and you're traveling around to all these different cities, you kind of start to get used to seeing like certain fans or certain people. And there's a nice kind of, I suppose, neighborly atmosphere to it in some ways because everyone's been going through the same thing. Um, I know that you've been sort of knees deep in the Ireland camp, so you might not have a perspective of the, the whole tournament, but the, the very idea of a manager and the team captain showing up to a fan zone event, like while their participation in the tournament is still ongoing, like, is, isn't something that you'd usually come across. Is, is that, has that become more common in the women's game or is it just a case of the Irish having so many supporters that they felt like they had to show their faces and thank everyone? Um, it's very unusual. I don't think I've heard of it being done at all for any other team so far. And like I've I've covered the Euros last summer and it was very much not the sort of thing that happens. I think it's just because there is such a massive Irish contingent down here. And obviously like when the team comes back to Ireland they'll have their homecoming there. But so many of the Irish people that have travelled around Australia for these games are people who have emigrated here or have lived here for a really, really long time. So I think there was kind of a feeling within the team that they also wanted to thank those supporters while they're still here, because obviously they're not going to fly back Mm. to Dublin just for the homecoming or whatever it might be. Um, So I think that was part of the reason why they did it, um, because there isn't really any other team that has the same sort of relationship, I suppose, that Irish people have to hear. I mean, even some of the people that you're meeting had spent maybe have lived back in Ireland now but spent like a couple of years here like 20 years ago or whatever it was so there are actually very few people around that you meet that haven't spent some time in Australia um, I suppose it's a very good point that if they're they're not going to get the homecoming uh, at home that they might as well have something of a homecoming for the number of expats that are living over there and have been travelling to, to Sydney and to Perth to try and see them for the last week um, you mentioned the, the mood and Katie McCabe recognising that they, you know footballing wise they're not where they hoped they would be at this point it's a very strange uh, place to be in going into the last game where obviously you don't have anything to play for but pride. You know that Nigeria now have good reason to go out there and to play aggressively to try and get a result that gets them through to the knockout stages. How do you think they'll kind of juggle that that dueling thing of being out of the competition but still wanting to go out there and play with pride? Vera Powell was talking about this at her press conference earlier today and I think like she was saying that for this team there's still a lot that they want to prove to themselves and to everyone else that's like out there and has been following them. So like she's not planning on changing the team too much now 
we're still waiting to hear about Heather Payne and how she's doing. She, uh, the latest update is that they expect her to be able to be selected, but also um, I'd say it might be a bit tight of a turnaround for her and that injury. Um, so I think for them, it's just going to be having to set aside the general disappointment of how the tournament has gone so far and focusing on the fact that this result really does matter. Like in history books, it'll either say that Ireland went to their first World Cup and lost every single game, or they went to the World Cup, won their first ever World Cup match, got their first ever World Cup goals. You know, there still is something to play for there that's really quite important. Um, so hopefully they've been able to kind of, you know, take the time since the Canada game, work through the disappointment, because it's important to feel that as well, and then use it when you can to go into this Nigeria game and actually really play as well as we know we can. I'm sure it must be very tricky though for Vera knowing that she's got a squad of, of 23 players and that only 14 or 15 of them have featured thus far and that you kind of want to make sure the players that have gone out there and put their lives on hold to try and qualify and then have played a part in qualification you, you want them all to get some game time but at the same time you can't afford to be sentimental when you need to go out there and still approve that you belong at this level. Yeah, it's really difficult and I think like this is something we talked about a lot when the squad was first announced and you know there was obvious disappointment for the players that didn't get to go but Vera is not the sort of player that tends to make a load of changes so I think there probably would have been some sort of acknowledgement among certain players that the chances of getting on are slim enough um, I like I do feel for Vera in that sense but also I assume that throughout this tournament there has been you know conversations with those players and an emphasis on how important it is like in terms of training sessions that you know they're competing at the top of their level to make sure that the team no matter who it is is going out there and is as fit and as match ready as possible and that is really important and I think there has been a good acknowledgement throughout the time that we've been here of the entire squad and not just like one or two key players. But as you say, it is the case really that our ultimate reflections on this and our memory of the Ireland women's first journey to a major tournament will kind of be decided by what happens tomorrow because either it will be going out there and participating but coming away empty-handed or going out there and proving that you belong. Yeah, which is no pressure whatsoever <laughs> to you going out tomorrow. Um, I know like personally the general feeling after that Canada game, I really do not want a repeat of that. So I think... For them, it's going to be really hard for a long time, probably, to actually reflect on this tournament and properly let it all soak in. You know, I've even some of us that have just been following the team around are saying the same things. It all feels like a bit of a fever dream or that it hasn't actually happened. Um, so I think it'll take probably a couple of months for it to settle in. And yes, tomorrow will definitely dictate how we view this tournament. But also, I think over time as well, there will be a certain element of just this year and utter prize that a lot of people feel that we even got here in the first place. Mm. Um, I mean, you talk to the fans over here and they are obsessed with this team. They All they want to talk about is like the good time that they have had over the last couple of weeks, you know, traveling around, following them, meeting people from all over the world. So I think for the team, they've obviously just been seeing what's happening on the pitch and the training ground, but hopefully when they get home and they're kind of able to look into things a bit more, they'll be able to see and hear all the good experiences that mm. they were able to provide by just qualifying in the first place. Kickoff in that match is at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning in Brisbane. Kathy McNamee of Off The Ball, thanks very much for giving us a flavour of the mood there on the ground. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Transformation always disrupts.
but it doesn't always need to be disruptive. On News Talk.